just it seems like you just came back from an exciting invigorating walk i did and i'm just i can't i'm waiting for my body to readjust <laughs> to inside temperatures what a perfect time to welcome everybody to our podcast reviews from the crawl space uh i'm douglas and i'm vicky and uh this is what we do so what do we, we have review or oh, we oh. talk about okay Three albums at a time from an inherited record collection. Um, yeah. Yeah, at a time. At random. Some, sometimes good, sometimes I, I want not people so to know good. that it's at random. I, we don't sort through the collection and be like, oh, let's do these three. This We'll just pull them out in order. we just pull them out, and yep. whatever three come up, we just do that. Yep, whatever albums come out of the little cubbies. Because if we were just relying on ourselves to sort it out, it would be like... 20 really good episodes and then everything else would just be varying degrees of shit <laughs> yeah yeah so we kind of want to spread the shit out a the real bit. the real amazon prime of podcasts although we have probably talked about more shit than we have prime video i just want to put that there. but yes you're right and it's we've explored we've explored a lot uh doing it this way too learned would, some new artists yeah, that sure. we liked yep. grew laughed learned yeah probably angry a lot all of those yeah yeah, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Today's episode is one of those where I could easily um, get, get on the rage train, but uh, I won't because it's also a bit well, of a surprise episode for we'll me. See. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that, well, that's it. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so today's three albums are One More Chris DeBerg, and hopefully that's the last. That is the last, yeah. Because we, if you haven't listened to last week's or the last episode, uh, we reviewed two of Christopher's <laughs> albums there. Uh, this one's called Spanish Train and Other Stories. There's a Wings, or as people want to call it, Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah. Uh, their album, Venus and Mars. And the third album is a second by Nils Lofgren, Night Fades Away. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a very kind of like a... Mm easy one slice of rock i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of the words here it's all kind of the same to some degree yeah it's um <laughs> well, let's get into it let's, yeah well, I, I have an idea let's talk about it all right <laughs> okay what do you got christoberg spanish train and other stories uh christoberg since we just talked to him last week mm -hmm. or talked about him last episode i'm not going to go into too much detail thank you but he's a British-Irish singer-songwriter whose biggest hit was The Lady in Red, which, which is, if you hadn't heard it, are you living under a rock? <laughs> under a rock. On the moon, on the dark side of the moon. I mean, even if you're a metalhead, I'm sure that there's some point where it came on the radio where you had to listen to it. It's just if you, grew up at a, if you grew up at a certain time, for sure. So, he's had several top 40 hits in the U.S. and the U.K. He sold over 45 million albums worldwide. Spanish Train and Other Stories is his second release in 1975. It went to number 78 on the UK charts, which, just for some context, um, it went higher than some of the other albums that he's done. Oh. So, interesting story about this album. The title track of this album, Spanish Train, contained controversial lyrics and were deemed blasphemous in South Africa. And South Africa had a band put on the song. A&M Records sued to get the band overruled, the band mm -hmm. overruled, um, and they were eventually successful in doing so. But in the meantime, not to let grass grow under their feet, they released, A&M released a second album and called it 
Lonely Sky and Other Stories, which Lonely huh. Sky is the second song yeah. on this album. Yes. And called it uh, Lonely Sky and Other Stories and removed the song Spanish Train. So the thing that's controversial about it is that it was a train taking souls of the dead to the underworld. Jesus and Lucifer are playing, <laughs> it says poker, but the lyrics that were questionable said they were playing chess. So, and it kind of goes back and forth in the song. Yeah, it could, it could be either way. They're playing a game of... Yeah, yeah. they were they were gambling on yeah, these dead yeah, souls. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, the metaphor really, I don't know why it doesn't really matter. But. And uh, of course, Lucifer, which something we would expect mm -hmm. from him, he cheats. Of course. Worth. And he wins all of the uh, the cells, the souls. Yeah, and what's weird about that too is that it was only banned. Uh, the vinyl version was the only one that was banned. <laughs> yeah. Was that everybody got around it just by buying the cassette? <laughs> yeah. So there was like it was such a dumb, ineffective ban too. And I have to and say, the fact, sorry, and the fact that they actually a and m went through the hassle of doing a whole another cover or putting out a whole other actual vinyl for that just for that reason is insane well and i think that i read too that the the new version is very rare and that um, oh yeah no doubt that it's worth a lot of money oh yeah um and the, the the really interesting part about this is that spanish train is one of the most interesting songs on the album oh yeah for sure which we'll talk about in a bit uh the producer was Je robin jeffrey cable He's produced other Chris DeBerg albums. Uh, um, he's also done Elton John, Queen, Harry Nelson, Bonnie Tyler. He's done a bunch of other stuff. Plus, he was a musician in his own right. I think he helped to co-write a couple of these songs. Mm-hmm. Great about that. So the track listing, um, Spanish Train, Lonely Sky, This Song for You, Patricia the Stripper, The Spaceman Came Traveling. Side two is I'm going home, the painter, mm -hmm. old friend, the tower, and just another poor boy. What well, and it's funny listening to it too. There was like I knew quite a few of those songs, in the sense that they were very familiar. I yeah. thought out knew at least two of them, and then and there was two more on there, which is really surprising. Um, and I'm just going to start out by saying that out of the three albums that we've reviewed of his, this is by far the best one. It's not even fucking close. Is so this is such a weird thing because I I already came into this not liking Chris the Berg because I think Lady in the Red and that Lady in Red and that's just like such shitty sellout music and of course oh, yes. it's successful so, like tepid and, but this stuff is actually like some of this is kind of good. Well, and we talked about in the last episode we talked about how be he did have a rock sound more of a rock yeah, sound it, it, but then eventually he turned to those just, sappy. Because there's more Pop. money, more money in selling out than there is in being creative. And, True to yourself, yeah. yeah. Um, the runtime on this album is 43 minutes and 28 seconds, and man, he puts out all of his like the three that we reviewed have all been long albums. Fair size, yeah, in between 40 and 45 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. So this one is 43. Now I really thought the same as you mm -hmm. when we listened to it the first time. I just thought, wow, this is so much better. Yeah. But yesterday when we were doing our research, I put it on song Spotify and I put my headphones on and listened to the red, the rest of the album again. Mm -hmm. And you don't think so? I think, second, it's you think it's a... on par. 
There were a couple of more, like there's the Spanish Train song. I really liked it. I loved how the strings were so dramatic. Yeah. You know, when it it got going. That's what I mean, Moody Moody Blues Light. There's a couple of cues that are very similar, and uh, there's a few things that are kind of similar. Oh, and sorry, and Super Tramp, too. There's kind of... Well, we talked about it. The last song, Just Another Poor Boy, had kind of a Cat Stevens feel to it. Yeah. From time to time. And that's kind of what I mean about it being better than yeah. other stuff is there's there's different stuff in it, and it, a lot of it is it's decent like it's i'm not gonna listen to this album again no. but at the time that we listened to it and we had it on it was like shit yeah okay it's a it's a good background album and i would never put it on but if it's in the background that's fine i might put spanish train on my playlist yeah but a, um and i also like song. the spaceman came traveling yeah which is which is funny because uh, that's another one i recognize but it was also a fucking Christmas song. They slightly altered it and became a huge hit in the UK that played at Christmas every Christmas. Oh, crazy! Huge hit. I like, didn't see that anywhere in my research. Oh yeah, it was like it charted again at the as the Christmas version. It's almost like that from that movie that you love that I <laughs> love hate. actually. You love actually where he do that, which I didn't know was a real fucking song either <laughs> until I was singing it in the car because we were mind. actually listening to the original version of yeah. Uh, if you love Christmas, if you really no. Yeah. No, Anyways. now I'm singing the other yeah. version. If you Anyways. really love me, come on and let it show. And they changed it in love, actually, to If You Really Love Christmas. Um, Bill Nighy's character, of course. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a sidebar and a half. Uh, um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except we don't have any fancy sidebar, song, sidebar music. No. Uh, so, anyways, that's fine. Um uh, it sounded, it was well produced. It sounded even on Spotify. Uh, it, I bet the album sounded the same. It sounded good. Like it's mixed well. It's, 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 for what it is, for Krista Berg, it's, like I said, I think it's his best. It, it, it's good. Yeah, we kind of wish he would have stayed in his rock. If I, well, Yeah, I would, yeah, this would have been, but there's no money in that, obviously. No, no. <laughs> um, no, not at all. And, but I have to admit, I may have owned a Krista Berg album in my days. I could see you owning this one. I can't tell you. I This is right like, like right up your alley back in the day. I don't know. I can't remember which one it was. And if it was Lady in Red, oh, man. I, I, I had problems back then. <laughs> Scary problems. So the context for this album is uh, his before album was called Far Beyond These Castle Walls. Yeah. Released in 1974. And the after album was At the End of a Perfect Day, and it was released in 1977. All right. So that's it for me. That's it for you. All right, as you have mentioned, Spanish Train and Other Stories. Uh, Chris DeBerg, A&M Records, catalog, <laughs> catalog SP69935. This is an original pressing. Uh, Canada, and I... I the, I'm just going to assume the same year as it came out, but I couldn't find a year for this specifically. I don't, it doesn't really matter. The condition for the cover, the sleeve, the vinyl, it's all very, very good. Uh, the corner is a little bit, tiny bit there, but it's it's like very good like new, especially the vinyl. The vinyl still got sharp edges on it. Like it was played once, put back in there and forgotten about immediately. Oh yeah, that's in really good condition. So, um, and the audio, like we didn't listen to it off from the vinyl that's being rectified, hopefully, by next episode. Um, it sounded good on Spotify. It just like it was like I said, it was well produced, sonically on a sonic level and sound field. It was um, 
I'm going to say it already. It was the best sounding album of the three. So, spoiler alert on that one. (laughs) So, Art Direction by Roland Young. Designed by Juni Osaki. Um, Illustrations, Bill Imoff. And photography by Clive Aerosmith. I'm sure we've had a lot of these people on the show before for other episodes. But, once again, I've run into that problem where it's not giving me the album because we don't have the specific right copy or whatever anyways so it's kind of a pain in the ass so then i'm just going to assume that until i can prove it that they haven't been on the episode before even though i know they have so roland american designer art director for art director and photographer uh joined capital slash angel records in 1964 after a stint as an apprentice uh and and he moved into uh uh, he moved into becoming a designer specializing in packaging and advertising. Uh, he has 436 credits to his name, which is pretty crazy, including Cheech and Chong, Procol Harum, Chilliwack. And he has been on the show in the past, there we go, with Billy Preston's I Wrote a Simple Song. So a little while ago. Oh, I like that album. That was a good one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Juni Osaki, which I'm not sure. She might have been married to Chuck Mangione, but... Because it shows her name shows up with and at the end of it, but I can't find anything else, and it's okay. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. So uh, Judy, uh, an American designer, uh, nominated for one Grammy, has 167 credits to her name, including Niels Lofgren, Billy Preston, Chuck Mangione, um, Bill, visual artist, uh, illustrator. With 41 credits to his name, including Willie Nelson, The Beach Boys, and White Snake, just to change up that pace a little bit. <clears throat> Clive, uh, he's a London-based photographer that has uh, also recorded with Boz Kags and released his own album. So he's not just a photographer, he's a musician and photographer. Mm-hmm. Very talented guy. Check him out. Clive Aerosmith. Still working. Uh, he's directed Def Leppard's uh, Long, Long Way to Go video. Has 77 credits to his name, including Humble Pie, Fleetwood Mac, Wings, and Phil Spector's Xmas album. Holy fuck do I want to know about that album. It's Phil Spector's Christmas album? Are you kidding? Holy shit. Why is that a thing? How many people died in its making? Holy crap. Could you imagine what a psycho time that would have been? I just immediately go to, like, some David Lynch kind of Christmas thing. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Even just to think about it. <laughs> Any, anyways, that's, that's all I got for these guys. I was just plowing through it. Uh, always check these people out. Quite a few of them still active, still doing content. <clears throat> Worthwhile. Cool. What do you got? Um, Discogs information now. Uh, one for sale on... It's platform for $12.99. Yeah. 16 people have it. Nine people want it. 2.0 out of five, one person. Was <laughs> that you? It wasn't me. I'm sure it was you. <laughs> You're just not saying that. Uh, it's worth $16.99 across the board, no matter what shape it's in. And what do you give it? I don't know. It's still blank. What are you giving it? <clears throat> Mine's still blank, too. <laughs> I'm really, uh, I was I'm kind stuck. of along this. I'm stuck. Two out of five. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it two point five. Okay. And actually, people gonna be like, and that's not. I don't want to give it a full three because it's not quite uh, that good. But 
It wasn't it wasn't bad. There's some stuff to like. I never thought I'd hear you say that about Christopher. Well, like I said, some stuff. It's not like all of it. It's uh, yeah. That's it was surprising. Like I said, out of the th- out of the three that we listened to of his, it's by far the his, his best work. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. And for me, that's all about Spanish Train. Like that yeah. opening song really does. Yeah, it's it for a really me. good I song. Just, yeah. I just really like it a lot. Good construction, a, a bit of rock in there. He does a bit of, uh, yeah, anyways. Screaming. It's not just, just screaming, but he's got this weird Irish, like, ditty or something after that, the, the Patricia the Hooker or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. It's just like, there's just some different stuff when he's doing it. It's not just all of the same kind of blah. Anyways. Sappy two, love 2. songs. 2.5. I've explained myself already. And I'm just repeating. All right. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We've talked Krista too much. Krista Berg down and hopefully the last of... Him we've seen. Oh, I, sorry, no. One more, one more thing about Krista Berg. Oh, I, I, I like that cover. Oh yeah, me too. It's a really cool cover. Yeah, yeah, it is a cool cover. Okay, that's it. All right, <laughs> on to album number two. <clears throat> Wings, also known as Paul McCartney and Wings, were a British American rock band formed in 1971 by former Beatle Paul McCartney. Venus and Mars was their fourth studio album, released in 1975. Um, good to note, the, this album was the first post-Beatles album to be released worldwide by Capitol Records rather than Apple. Mm, okay, okay. It went to number one in the U.S. and the U.K. charts. Yeah, so. Producer Paul McCartney, track listing, Venus and Mars, Rock Show, Loving a Song, You Gave Me the Answer, uh, Magneto and Tiny... Magneto and Titanium Man, mm-hmm. Letting Go, uh, Side 2 is Venus and Mars Reprise, Spirits of Ancient Egypt, Call Me Back Again, Listen to What the Man Said, Treat Her Gently, Lonely Old People, Crossroads Theme. Now there's three songs, uh, the total runtime on this album, $43, yeah, it, $43, $43. And 10 cents. <laughs> 43 minutes and 10 cents, there's three Ten seconds. Okay. (laughs) You know what happens is my brain starts going faster than my mouth. (laughs) And then I spit out all kinds of crazy stuff. (laughs) There's three singles on this album. Listen to What the Man Said, Letting Go, and Venus and Mars. Uh And um, context for this album is the the album that they released just before this was Band on the Run. Mm. Uh, 1973, which I owned. Huge, huge hit, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the after album was Wings at the Speed of Sound in 1976. Hmm. So, what'd you think? It was very Beatlish. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I actually I listed it as shitty Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> like that's <laughs> the shitty Beatles. That's exactly what it was. Like you said, it was cast. Like it wasn't even B grade Beatles. Like something with C C grade Beatles. First half of this album's fine. Yeah. First half we're like, well, all right, you know what you're getting. You're Paul McCartney, Beatles Light. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, I totally uh, agree. That get, you gave me the answers. I thought it was a total throwback to the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Because they did it kind of like in a faraway microphone, and it really sounded old timey. It did. I actually wasn't a huge fan of the sound on this one either. On this album? Yeah. I didn't yeah. think it sounded great. Um, I love this song, and Venus and Mars. And that's the remastered version on Spotify, and I didn't like the sound of it. I couldn't find any charting 
information about the three singles, like how far they went. No, I mean, up other, the like I said, the first side, uh, rock show, of course, like that whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, the back side, I, I give two shits. I was so bored in the back half of this album. <laughs> and Magneto and Titanium, man. It was odd. Yeah, it was odd. Like, was Marvel even around or... Some of those characters, yeah. Characters, D- yeah. Is, are they DC comic? X-Men. X-Men. Are DC or Marvel? Marvel. I, now, I, th- I think it's all under Marvel now. Okay. I, I don't know what it was back then. And the song Spirit of Ancient Egypt, I had to check three times because until the chorus of that song came along, I'm like, what the fuck? This doesn't match. Have I got the wrong song? Yeah. And then the char- the chorus comes along and it starts speaking about spirits of ancient egypt and, yeah. <laughs> but it was all about love and him and her and i was terribly confused about yeah. that song yeah it was uh well you're following it up to you know the sequel you're trying to follow up oh band, band on, on the, the run, run which is so like I, mean, I think that's we were supposed to have reviewed that one but we're missing a vinyl was that the four album one or the two album one yeah 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 huh. two or three it was a big one but we're, we're missing the vinyl for it. But we have found that vinyl, have we not? Oh, maybe. Stay tuned, people. Yeah, I thought we had found <laughs> it. I, anyways, possibly. yeah, I, it's just like after that, this feels kind of like that Cheech and Chong movie last night where it was just like <laughs> scrapings. This is this, It sounds so tired compared to the stuff that we're familiar with. But, um, yeah, man, whatever. Is there anything else you want to say about that? No, just uh, it was very Beatlish and not good Beatlish. Shitty Beatles. And um, that's because he probably wasn't writing with Lennon anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, first half is okay. Uh, Venus and Mars, Wings, Capitol Records, Catalog, SMAS, 11419, original pressing. What's interesting about this is not just an original pressing, it's an American pressing. So, there you got American. Isn't that the second one we've had? A couple of them. It's probably more than, more than three. Condition the cover. Um, it's not ripped, but it's pretty heavily worn on the outside, and the yeah. spine, spine's all banged up. Um, sleeve. The original artwork is actually okay condition. It's actually fine, and the vinyl's not good. There's pretty bad scratches on both sides of the vinyl. We didn't play it, but I could just visit, visibly see gouges across the vinyl. So. Or we didn't have to destroy our needle. Audio, um, like I said earlier, that's already, that's already destroyed. Yeah, audio, like I said, it's. I, I said sounded meh. It just it sounded like you had mentioned before. It sounded like an old older recording, which I didn't think it worked for Sophie. Um, <clears throat> excuse me while I grab some water. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, cover photo: Linda McCartney, uh, the. Jubal. Oh, yes, she was a photographer as well. Yep, uh, centerfold photo by uh, Aubrey Powell from Hypnosis. Mm, and the graphics great. graphics and layout around it are all done by also Hypnosis, but George Hardy. So these guys again, you know. Uh, so <clears throat> Linda was a, photography, a photographer, musician, animal rights activist, and entrepreneur with 79 <clears throat> visual credit, album credits to her name, Level 42, Paul McCartney, the Who. There's um, level forty two again. Yeah, level forty two popped up quite a few times. We'll lately. have to listen to that one, that first album of theirs that I owned. So Aubrey, George, and Hypnosis, all the guys of Hypnosis, uh, a favorite of the show and a mainstay because these guys are on here like pretty much every week now. Yeah, pretty episode. much. 
In they, some way, shape, or form. Yeah, so here's the albums they've worked on already. Uh, we've covered Floyd, Zeppelin, uh, ELO, UFO, and these guys. Like, that's just the tip of the iceberg oh, yeah. we've covered already. So They're a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. <clears throat> and it will be more. I can tell you right now, I know for a fact there's a bunch more of these coming. So yeah. <laughs> it's just hypnosis. Eventually, I'm just going to say hypnosis and then move on. because, <laughs> <laughs> And not, not, not as a bad thing, because they're amazing. But uh... Yeah, yeah, they've done some prolific work. So actually, I just when we're talking about the album, so I just want to quickly. Uh, so McCartney, I just talked about the album cover here a little bit, and if you guys, hey, follow us on Instagram, just reviews from the crawl space, one word. I post all of our back episodes there, as well as all the photos of the albums that we're reviewing, so you can see the artwork that I'm talking about and and the condition of the albums if you if you really want to. Um, so McCartney wanted to uh, wanted the album packaging. That would be a nice get, as well as being recognizable. So originally, this came with two posters on the inside. There's a black and white photo of the band, I think, and then a, and a bigger kind of a colored version of like the band, the poster for the album. But you're not in here. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Linda take, had taken the picture of the two balls there, Mars and Venus, and on the back, black background, and then she just like took the picture to the guys at hypnosis, and then she said, "Guys at hypnosis, just." This is the theme right here. So they they then after the photo they did all the the lettering on here, which is actually that's really... funny. That's supposed to be Venus and Mars. Yeah. To me, I think they're just a couple of cue balls. What's the metaphor? But... Okay. <laughs> anyway, so he and all the stuff on the back they designed. So I just I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, hypnosis. Okay. Anyways, they designed all that shit. That was my point. I just wanted to mention that he wanted. Paul McCartney's quite specific about the packaging that he wanted to have stuff inside of it that people would want and it wanted to be recognizable and not just like lost in a sea of shit. Album covers. Yeah. Hey, I th- you know what? I think he might have learned something from being in the Beatles. Maybe a little. <laughs> picked, up, picked up a few tips and hints. <laughs> he could probably reproduce his own album. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a he sec. did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to... Uh, Discogs again, 19 for sale from $4, 172 people have the version that we've got, 27 want it, um, it gets rated 4.36 out of 5 by 11 people, mm-hmm. uh, the resale value $2.62, $9.17, and in its best condition $19.65. Right. So if you got one of those in good condition, Boom. money train. And we do not. Um, so what are you giving it? I'm giving it a 2.5. I'm giving it a 2. Down. Oh, I've already put it down, but there. Boom. Okay. Gotta have the sound effect. Boom. Okay, so now album number three, Nils Lofgren, Night Fades Away. This is the second Nils Lofgren album that we have uh, talked about. This The other one was back a few episodes. Yeah. Well, we'll quite a few. A few. We reviewed his self-titled first album called Nils Lofgren. Uh, he's an American rock musician, recording artist, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> uh, probably better known as a session musician, actually. Yeah. He's worked with some really awesome bands. Um, Crazy Horse, Neil Young, Lou Reed, Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Night Fades Away was his seventh studio album. Released in 1981. 
Um, it was number 99. It went to 99 on the U.S. charts, whereas his first album placed 141. So okay. this one is better, did better on the charts. Yeah. Um, the producer, Jeffrey Baxter, he was an in-demand session musician, also produced some albums for Nazareth, Billy Vera, and The Beaters, Stray Cats. Um, Baxter helped write a couple of the songs on this album, the last two songs on this album. And actually, uh, track listing, Night Fades Away, which is the title of the album, I Go to Pieces, which was written by Dal Shannon, Empty Heart, Don't Touch Me, Dirty Money, Side <clears throat> 2 is Sailor Boy, Anytime at All, which was written by Lennon and McCartney, Yeah. Uh, Ancient History, Streets Again, and In Motion. Uh, context for this is the before album was called Neil's. He was so original in his titling. <laughs> in 1984, and it went to number 54 in the U.S. Yeah. So that was actually one of his most successful albums. Um, what, this one? No, the one before this, oh, 1984. Okay. It oh, went to 54. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. Where the other two were like 141 and 99. So, I don't know whether we have another Nils Lofgren in there. Oh, probably. Hopefully it's this one. Um, and then the after was Best <laughs> best of Nils Lofgren. He released it in 1981. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool story, bro. Okay, so uh, what do you think, man? I am a fan of Nils Lofgren. I've owned his, I owned his other album that we reviewed recently. Um, I like him today mm -hmm. i liked this album oh. um and yeah that's oh, but uh, but again it, it was a it was a time and a place and i love his voice the yeah. sound of his voice <clears throat> and um you can't argue the musicianship in this album is like especially his guitar was fucking crazy so yeah i liked it oh good uh, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I just want to mention too that uh, we were watching. A, there's a documentary mm. on on Prime Video Canada anyway that is called Hired Gun, and it's it's just about these guys. Uh, session like, musicians. Like, yeah, such like these guys like Niels that <clears throat> do all this work for all these bands and never really kind of strike it big on their own. They're yeah. just you know. So check it out. It's really interesting. yeah. I really enjoyed that uh, documentary. Um, a lot mm -hmm. it gave me a whole new appreciation of what these guys go through yeah and spoiler alert Billy Joel <laughs> is a dick <laughs> just just reinforce what I already do <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised by that yeah um, Alice Cooper is amazing <laughs> he treats his musicians well yeah it's uh, um, it's interesting to see you know those little peaks behind the curtain to see what's going on and yeah. who treats people well and who's just a giant dick even though these guys are creating the music that we all know and love yeah so yeah they it, can't they can't do it without their backup musicians exactly yeah like gotta go on tour you gotta have musicians that can play your shit yeah and who they who you're compatible with like you're spending a lot of time with these people yeah and to find out that he treated the people that worked the hardest for him the way he did yeah. was very surprising to me and i don't like him anymore <laughs> So yeah, so, I I strongly recommend yeah. if you're interested in music, check it out. Go watch Hired Gun on Prime. <laughs>
So having said that, I uh, did not fucking like this album. I know. <laughs> I, it's just more tepid shit that I'm... Uh, this this collection is full of, and I'm so tired of it. I agree, he's talented, but it just seems so wasted. It's so boring for what he could do. Uh, it could be so much. I, honestly, I know it's kind of a cop out. He needs to do a fu- he needs to do a fucking harder album. He needs to do like a hard ass fucking rock album to yeah. show off his chops. Because this stuff gets wasted, and it's just like so fluffy and light and. I don't. I, I think I like the other Nils that we listened to more. Yeah, that's the one that I owned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was better than this one. I did not like this yeah. one. Yeah, I, I, I probably played... wasn't a huge fan of the other one, but comparatively... No, you weren't. And I played the hell out of that album. And, you know, we talked about it during that episode yeah. that it's a place and a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still, you know, Nils Lofgren, I... Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I like his stuff. Coming into it now, it's... Uh, I like. I can appreciate for sure the the work, but that just as an as an album, no, I fucking hate this. Well, and given that, and it didn't sound good sonically. It sounded like shit, and I, that's another thing that pisses me off. It's like I know that he is good and has all this pedigree, but it on an engineering level, I guess, or just a production level, it sounded like shit, and it's just disappointing. Even. Oh, that, sorry, and to be fair, here's the other thing, too. We couldn't find this on Spotify, and we had to listen to it on YouTube, and YouTube didn't even have all the fucking songs. No, no, they had six out of the ten. Yeah. So, so four songs we couldn't even listen to on this album. <laughs> so six, six of the songs I did not like. And it, it honestly, whoever had ripped them, ripped them off of vinyl, and it was, it was shitty sounding. Yeah, it was. Which is disappointing. So that's another thing to me. That's a, that's an important. I think if it sounded it had a bigger sound feel, like Chris the Berg, like if it was produced more like that, where it's it's a little more rich, full, and then it stands out. And so maybe to be fair, we should go back and listen to this album again when we get our new turntable. I might. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I, I, at least a couple of songs for sure to see if it really. Yeah. Sounds... Totally disappointed that it wasn't on Spotify. Yeah. He as an artist, the, like, he's the, on. It's only like one of the albums that isn't on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And maybe because it didn't do so well, I don't know. Anyways, it's terrible. So night <laughs> night fades away. Uh, Neil Nils Nils Nils. I keep, I keep saying want to say Neil. Yeah, yeah. Nils Lofgren. Uh, Backstreet Records catalog BSR dash five two five one original. Canadian pressing from 1981. Condition, the cover's okay. It's got a hole punch. A little edge. One of the edges is kind of, you know. So that means bargain bin? Yeah, it was definitely bargain bin. I understand why. <clears throat> Sleeve, plain plastic. Who gives a shit? Vinyl's like new. Sharp edges again. Like it's been played once and it's like, ew. No. On the audio, I've already talked about that. So art direction by uh, somebody I'm pretty sure has been on the show before. Uh, go by the name. And I've been trying to figure this out since I wrote it. Barnow? Okay, we'll say Barnow. Uh, George Osaki? Is it the same person related to the other person we were talking about before? Who knows? And Annie Lipovitz. So. Oh, wow. She's very famous. Yes, huge uh, photographer. And, yeah, 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 fashion. Fashion, yeah, fashion, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's actually been on the show before. Yeah, I'm sure she probably has, yeah. So Barnow, uh, not, not much to be found. Four credits, a band called Tears, a Nighthawk soundtrack, Nils and Cat People soundtrack. So <laughs> that's, a, that's interesting. Flashback to that movie and John Hurt. John Hurt is that his name? John. I think so. Crawling on his knees in his little cat suit. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was, was the stupidest movie. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, so. 
Uh, so, so George, art director and designer, <laughs> has been on the show before with Leonard Skinner, uh, Gold and Platinum. Has 248 credits to his name. Grand Funk, Elton John, Poco, George Strait. Uh, and Annie, as we were talking about, an American photographer, best known for her engaging portraits, particularly uh, of four celebrities, uh, often feature intimate subjects. Um, and fashion, like you said. Uh, one of her her biggest thing probably is still her her uh, Polaroid of John and Yoko taken five hours before he was murdered. Uh, it's, it's still considered Rolling Stone's most popular or best cover. Wow. Yeah, still today. Uh, her 150 credits include Boss Gags, The Band, Cindy Lauper, and has been on the show before with the Legend soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> she obviously did the book. That was way back in the beginning. Beginning, like first, like couple, first episodes. couple of episodes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to check my notes real quick. So anything else you got? Uh, yeah. Okay. Discogs has 14 for sale from $4.53. 111 people have this version. Six yeah. people want it. 2.5 out of 5 with four people uh, voting. The resale value, $1.52. Four dollars and six dollars and eight cents mm. in its best condition. Mm-hmm. I give it two and a two point five out of five, like everybody else that reviewed this album. I liked it, but I didn't like. Like, it wasn't outstanding in any was, way, other okay than for, his guitar playing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my take. I gave it one. All right. <laughs> It's kind of a terrible piece of shit. That was my first first note. <laughs> yeah, see, I... Uh, yeah. Boom. I just knew right away first song. In fact, I, I think that in the, one of the, the first song, I actually had to go and check to make sure it was the right song. The way it sat, started out was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so so out of the three, how about this? We'll do something new today. And then there's nobody listening probably by this point. But out of the three... <laughs> For the for the my, maybe my mom who's still listening, which was the best <laughs> album out of the three? Um, hmm. I would say the best of the three. Well, I think I gave that one the highest. Okay, well I'm just gonna go ahead and say for me it was out of the three the Krista Berg album. Interesting. It's just out of these three, it was just the best album. It sounded the best. It was the best produced, and it was annoyed me the least. Yeah, it looks to me like I gave the Nils Lofgren album the highest. So you, oh you, no, Wings. You gave Wings the highest. Yeah. Oh wow. So Wings is the. Oh, not by much. Oh no, they're both. So. <laughs> well, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah, so glad we decided we were going to do this part. I didn't think it was going to be that hard. <laughs> It was clear cut for me, I guess. Yeah, it's, like, it's, oh, a, okay. it's a tie between uh, Venus and Mars and uh, Night Fades Away. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Well, I, you got it wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not going to any length to defend Krista Berg here because fuck Krista Berg. So. Yeah, and, you know, for me, my music taste has changed so much over the years. Mm hmm. You know, give me a good op- opeth or tool or um, mono lord or mono lord yeah. album any day, yeah. and I will gladly listen to that over any of this fluffy stuff I used to listen to. Yeah, as a teenager. All right then. So I think that about wraps this up. I think so too. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.